Welcome back to where your dreams were your ticket out. Welcome back to that same old place that you talked about. Laughed. Wow. Laughed, laughed about. Laughed. Hey. Well, yeah, you, but you're also only 20, what? Nine. 29 years old, so you got an excuse why you don't know the... the, the I used to watch Welcome Back, Cotter. I know Vinnie Barbarino and... Epstein and oh man, that's yeah. a epic. I know, hey, you I know have tuned in about. for uh, another installment of Pastures of Pain, the podcast radio show featuring the two pastors of the churches of Stillwater, Oklahoma. We're also joined by a third priest, Father Robert Duck, the associate pastor at St. Francis Xavier. Living it up here in the big city, the tenth largest city in Oklahoma, Stillwater. It's very exciting. Uh, you, you, that voice you heard, that beautiful uh, melodic voice that you heard, was not Saint Cecilia, the patron saint of, of musicians and singers. It was not uh, Neil Diamond or uh, Beyonce or uh, any of your other favorite. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of Ben Rector lately. He's he's excellent. Uh, that was Father Kerry Wakulich, the pastor of Saint John Catholic Student Center. That is my beautiful voice, dude. Uh, how have you not received a recording contract? Well, you know what? I, I've been p- pressured into, uh, you know, taking a side gig of the priesthood and doing uh, live music, but I've I've said no. You no. sing during mass. Uh, I, I, I've also taken this promise of simplicity of life, and I think the fanfare plus the large amount of music, revenue, all that money, 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 money coming in. I you'd I, have a lot more money for your, all your stuff at. St. John's. Oh yeah, like well, wait, what stuff? Like I don't know, like ducks, all the food like that duck you decoys? buy, duck decoys, all the, f- oh, the my food gosh. that you buy for students when yeah. they come to stuff. Oh yeah, that that. But I really need. I I tell you, I, I just planted some Japanese millet the other day to, at a duck pond. <gasps> that was awesome. Who's duck pond? Oh, uh, it's pond? <laughs> at the at the Father Robert Duck Pond. That is, you pointed planted at my pond. Uh, well, you know. <laughs> I, uh, I, I did cut the barbed wire and snuck in, yes. Gosh. Wow. Well, I'm going to burn it all down. There it is. Well, we oh, are... Uh, go to destruction. It's, uh, it's August here in uh, Stillwater. The students are back. Uh, school is back in session. But, boss. Traffic is heavier. Traffic is, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not bad. I've what? lived in Boston and Houston. Okay, and what's worse? What's worse? Father Robert Duck, what's worse? Italy traffic, which you're looking forward to encountering here in a few weeks when we kick Rome you out Rome traffic. Rome literally. traffic or Payne County traffic? Well, yeah. it's Rome traffic is like organized chaos, but they are the best drivers in the world. They know what they're doing. They, they, they're not going to hit you. You walk out in the middle of the street, they're going to stop they're on a dime. They're going to get within a half really? a centimeter yeah. of They your stop car. on a dime? What yeah. about those motorinos who also dub, you know, double as hood ornaments? Well, I've been known to drive... Or ride my own bike around town, and so I, I, I do the same thing. Wait, didn't you one time, like, hit? What did you hit? No, that was... John Fincher. It was John Fincher. John Fincher ran into, like, someone, like, there was, like, a... Ta- they're, like, dining outside <laughs> at a restaurant. <laughs> I have not heard this story, and I've He ran his guy. bike into, like, a like these people eating at a table. No, he, like, there was, like, a, you know, like, the metal barricade outside the restaurant, and he's riding along, and he, like, clips it, flies in it, knocks the was food he off the table. Texting and riding? Uh, <laughs> I hope not, because that's against the law in Stillwater, Oklahoma. You cannot know. ride a bicycle and be on your cell phone. He also 
God, I saw him a couple weeks ago. He also got he fell off his bike on Riverside Drive in Tulsa. Man, we had guy. Vietnamese food the other day, and he shows up looking like he looks like Padre Pio. He's got bandages <laughs> all over his all over his hands, and Man, but you know what? He get, keeps getting back on the bike. He does. Yeah. It's a it's a metaphor for life. Yeah. Wow. Well, anyway, so we're back. Uh, we got the, uh, the 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 OSU football home opener Thursday night. Yeah, yeah. Very exciting. It's Missouri State taking on Missouri State. I was actually just at Missouri State just a few weeks ago. For the Steubenville Conference. Yes. Did you anti-pray the team or? I actually did not. Well, the whole time I was there, I did not even think about the Football fact that, that, opening that was the opener okay. against OSU. Well, they moved the date also. It's yeah. now Thursday. It was uh, Saturday. Well, that'll be interesting. But anyway, we're going. We're going. This will be my first OSU football game of my life. Go Pokes. Yeah. It's going to so be I'm exciting. Really? Yeah. Is it your first football game in general? I've been to high school games. This is my first college football game as well. So this is, this is. It'll be a little bigger. Although you did go to Jenks High School, Jinx which is like school. a small college program. Yeah. So especially for the Jinx Union games, we, we yeah, those those quite were quite a crowd, but not not anything like OSU. It's going to be, as the kids say, it's going to be lit. <laughs> is that what the kids are saying these days? It's going to be uh, off the chain. Is that a thing still? Front Front Street. Uh, what does that mean? It's uh, on blast. Oh, there it is. There it is. Well, uh, anyway, it's exci- it's an exciting time here in Stillwater. Not only because uh, our Catholic churches are are growing and uh, full of wonderful people, we hope they continue to grow. And so, if you're out there and you've ever thought about, hey, I'd like to visit a Catholic church. I'd like to come to Mass. I'd like to visit with a priest. You should call I'm Father Kerry. <laughs> no. Go call me. <laughs> I, I am. Yeah, I do get a lot of work dumped on me from you. Like, you oh, are so full of. Oh, I, I'm be, I need an associate priest so that I can uh, get him to do half my work. Well, you know, there's associates. I don't have sound their like place. that. They, we we do we do our work, and you know, I'm leaving in a couple of weeks. So if you wanted to get that confession in time uh, before, before I left, and you would probably never see my face. If you again. want to go to a confession <laughs> and then never see the priest again, Father Robert Duck for the next three weeks, St. Francis Xavier, come on down. Yeah. I'll be happy. Seven Eleven North Country Club. Yeah. Look him up. Bring it all. Bring, bring yeah, it all. Every, whatever you got. Even maybe don't make stuff up. Just, the Lord just. can the Lord can handle it. So with the uh, with the start of OSU is also the start of uh, the local schools here, right? So we have a number of I know I have a number of parishioners in uh, certainly in the Stillwater public school system. We got some homeschoolers who are getting back at it. Uh, we've got students in uh, Perkins Tryon. Uh, Ripley, Glencoe, I'm going to forget all some. All over the place. All over the place. And students flooding in from uh, who realize that school has actually started. They're like, oh, no. Oh, no. I need I, to. I, I, should, I should be there. And they're showing up like a day or two late because they procrastinated. Yep. They procrastinated. They started early. Uh, you know, why not start procrastinating during the summertime so you can just keep it going throughout the year? I, I hate procrastination. So shout out to all the all those teachers out there. And it's actually, it's it's an interesting, I think I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, but I, this is like the first time really in my life, with the exception of the of the St. Francis Xavier preschool that we have, um, this is the first time that I've not really been teaching or a student or like an administrator of a school at the start of a school year. In how long? Uh, since I was five. <laughs> So yeah. Yeah. it's it's it's, it's weird. So anyway, shout out to all the teachers out there. I know we got a number of teachers that listen. Jesse Arena, 
I know you're listening out there. She teaches in Cushing. Uh, we've got a number of teachers all around town, and we just we're we're proud of you. We uh, we're praying for you, and we know you got a you got a tough job educating that next generation. It's a beautiful tough job. It's a beautiful tough job. You can really you can impact lives in ways that we all remember our favorite teachers and uh, the impact that they've made on us. Who what was yours favorite teacher? Father Robert Duck. Who was uh, it? I had, my favorite teacher in seminary was Brother Jude Person. He was the literature professor, and it was. Fantastic. He had the best lectures. At Conception Abbey, right? At Conception Abbey and Sim- Conception Seminary College. Uh, best best lectures, best classes I've ever had in my life. That's I would just go sit in his classes and audit them just because I love. Oh, that's the sign of a good teacher yeah. when you're there and you don't have to be. Yeah. Father yeah. Carey, favorite teacher? My favorite teacher? Uh, dead or alive? They can be dead. I mean, that's... Uh, this I think I can't remember the name of this nun I had in like fifth grade. Was that the one who, when you got in trouble, oh. she she made <laughs> no time out. We're not allowed to talk about. So well, here's a good story. No. F- when Father Carey was uh, in elementary uh, school, uh, he got uh, in trouble, and uh. so they sent him to the office. <laughs> and then while he was in the office, he got in trouble again, <laughs> and so they put him in the bathroom of the office <laughs> and made him sit in there. I I had to sit on a toilet because I was the only room in there. He went I, to the office. Because he was in trouble and then got in trouble in the office. <laughs> so it was like the second layer of punishment, which is you have to sit on the toilet. And then... Redemption is possible for all people. It is. It is. It's amazing. I had a throne of glory early on. <laughs> <laughs> the, and, uh, and Sister Marcella Marie Frazier, she used to say stuff like, you're going to get whipped like a wet noodle and stuff like that. And she was one of my religion teachers and librarian at St. Pius. Um, and I don't know what any of her phrases meant that she would say. But she cared about you. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. She passed me on. She kept, she was like, oh, let's get, let's get him out of here. Let's and get him out of fifth class. grade and let it be somebody else's problem. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, it is. It's that time of year. And uh, so anyway, we're just. Who, we're, who's, right. your, who's your favorite teacher? Oh, my gosh. So many good ones. But probably going way back, uh, my, I have two. My third grade teacher uh, was, was Mr. Lazareski. And I was living what? in uh, Lazareski. I couldn't spell it. But we, we, uh, we were living in California at the time. And he was. He had a daughter who was deaf, and so he actually taught us sign language. Seriously, and he was That's cool. he was uh, he just these interactive lessons. So actually, I was in third grade. I kind of started my interest like in politics. So we had we made like a city, like a our own city, and I got elected like mayor of the city. And so I I got to go and like go to like the the city council of like Stockton, California, where I lived, and I met the mayor. Anyway, like a month later, I don't know if how the timeline, but I think it was like a month later, the mayor got like indicted for embezzling <laughs> money. And so it he was like my, my first foray into like jaded politics. You know, like, <laughs> At 11. There's this picture of like me and the mayor and then the mayor like on the front page of the paper a month later, like behind bars. So you became a priest instead. So I became a priest instead. So yeah, Mr. Lazareski and then a Walt Winicky, a junior year of high school. He was government, government teacher. Uh, just a total stud. He was just awesome. Walt Winicky. So I'll, anyway, I've had a lot of good teachers over the years. So anyway, we love our teachers. We hope you all are doing great. Okay. So guys, we're in August. We're listening. We've been listening over the last several weeks to uh, John chapter six, um, in the, in the gospels. We've talked the last couple episodes about the Eucharist 
And I thought maybe what we could kind of share with people, give give people a little insight into the life of, of priests and and our relationship with the Eucharist. And I thought we could get like real practical. Like what what do you do? How do you prepare for Mass? What do you do when you go into a church and you're going to pray? Maybe you're going to do like a holy hour where you're going to spend an hour straight with the Blessed Sacrament. How do you prepare? What do you do? What does that, what does that look like? Help, help people out here. Yeah, you know, I, I have a perpetual reading of the bi- biography of St. John Vianney. And John, John Vianney has this, he cites as the one of the greatest examples of uh, of the holy towns guy in ours and he says he says i see you in the church all the time what do you do and the gentleman says back to him uh, i look at god and god looks back at me and that's mm-hmm. what i do i go into the church and i look at god and god looks back at me yeah, easy as that i mean it's what's well, Seems easier than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, well, and then, then you we have, get distracted. <laughs> and, then, and then you have like music. This is why I always do mine early in the morning is I don't have the, the worry of all the distractions of the day and things I forgot to do and music playing in my mind and uh, people I have to speak with. So I always carve out time early in the morning when the birds are chirping and no one else is, is – uh, asking for my time, and I go in there, and I always have a pen and a paper, and I have a, actually have a briefcase that I carry with me, and it's got paper, it's got pens, it's got the gospel readings, it's got my Bible, it's got uh, uh, a spiritual reading, uh, and then I carve out time, and then just sit with the scriptures and read them, and take a lot of time on listening, but the goal is to spend time with Jesus in the, in the Holy Eucharist because there he is. As you were talking about last week, he's fully God, fully man, 100% human, 100% divine, um, right there in, in the Eucharist waiting for us. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, every person's different. We all have to find our the schedules that fit us. I, myself, also am a morning person. I like to carve out that time early in the day. The, the days that I don't... Uh, you know, we're all, all perfect. We all struggle with kind of finding that that rhythm of life that uh, we can maintain. But I found that the days that I do carve out time for prayer in the morning, especially in front of the Blessed Sacrament, are better than the days that I don't. Uh, and so I, I just really try to make that a, a real priority in my life to do that. Also, just on like my own kind of reflection, because in a certain sense, my relationship to the Eucharist has changed just in past two months. What's happened? What happened? I don't really know what's happened in the last What happened months. to you? Well, on June 30th, you know, you know, a uh, small event happened where uh, <laughs> Tiny. Tiny. Fa- Father Vince Fernandez and myself were uh, ordained priests. And so that very night, Father Vince celebrated his first Mass of Thanksgiving. We were there. At, uh, and you were there. I was. We, yeah, we, we were all there, weren't we? We, we, we yeah. were all there. It was a, yeah. it was a nice time to celebrate the priesthood, but especially the Eucharist, that uh, Father Vince uh, celebrated his first Mass, confected Eucharist for the first time. That's sec- a great word. <laughs> second time, really, because you, you can't celebrate your own ordination. But it's a, a real special occasion for, for you to be the principal celebrant, the main 
the main celebrant at your Mass of Thanksgiving. And then I celebrated my own uh, at St. Benedict's in Broken Arrow, my home parish, at, uh, on that Sunday morning. And it was uh, a moving experience, to say the least. I was, I was getting trembly. My, my voice was quivering during the Eucharistic prayer. Um, and my hands got trembling when I was uh, touching the Eucharist. I, was, I, was, I took the bread and I was saying the words of institution, and I just cannot, I couldn't believe it. It was, it was a surreal experience because all my life I've been going to Mass, I've been, I've been you know, uh, listening to the words that the priests say and how you know, you, and the Eucharist is, is made present uh, from meager uh, means of bread and wine. But now I was doing it, and I was on the other side of that altar doing it, and it's just, it was wow. incredible. Love it. Okay, Love so it. thanks. Uh, Father Brian, so Eucharistic adoration, hanging out with Jesus, kicking it with the with the old JC. Uh, oh, dear. Eucharistic adoration. So what's your... What's yeah, your, uh, so no, so I, uh, I, I what I try to do is uh, lots of... Uh, and this is sort of a newer thing just in the last couple of years is, is uh, I, I don't always do well kind of sitting, sitting in one place for a long period of time. And so I, I can do that and I have done that, but my preference is kind of shorter visits all throughout the day. Now, oh, one of okay. the advantages that I have as a, as a pastor of a parish is I work, uh, you know, 50 feet from the door that gets you to the church and so it's a pretty, pretty short distance. It's a short distance. So my no excuse. my excuses no excuse. are quite limited. I'm sorry. I, I, it was 50 feet. I couldn't get there. Um, <laughs> and yeah. so I, I like to, to, to stop in for, for different times during the day, um, kind of five minutes here, 10 minutes here. And, uh, and I think like you guys, I mean, I'm definitely the morning, a morning person. I remember reading in seminary, there was a book by uh, Cardinal Timothy Dolan, and it was he was not a cardinal at the time, but was the rector of the North American College in Rome, where Father Robert goes, or where he went, and now he's a priest and he doesn't go there no anymore. longer. Yeah. No more seminary. Yeah, um, and it was basically he was kind of urging the seminarians. He said, "Look, we are we're a morning church. Things in the church happen. Jesus rose from the dead in the morning. Like things happen early in the morning. So either you become a morning person, or it, priesthood is going to be very tough." <laughs> and it's true. true. I mean, it's true. Absolutely true. You're, it's very rare you're going to a parish where, like, okay, the first mass of the day is five p.m. or noon or or, or seven fifteen. Uh, but we're Se- oh seven a.m. We're, we're seven a.m. now oh. for daily mass. Uh, and so over time, I've just become, I mean, a very much a a morning person. And so that is that for me. That is the best. It's the best time to pray. It's the best time to work. Um. So anyway, that's yeah. that's when I find that I sp- spend the best time with the Lord. That's when it, it's it, when it's quiet. Yeah, and, you know, I, I do the same thing. You know, with uh, popping in every once in a while when I have, you know, a free five fifteen minutes, uh, just popping my head into the chapel to spend some time with the Lord, to to look on Him, and so He can look on me. Um, and it's a it's a real blessing that I you know as, as you say I work down the hall from where our Lord resides. Uh, yeah. So it makes it quite easy. But then also, you know, if you can't always make it to church, you can take those quiet time uh, moments in your house when, you know, things are kind of more settled and you can just recollect yourself and call to mind. 
presence. With yeah. spiritual communions, uh, uh, we're giving away to all the students the book Seven Secrets of the Eucharist. And Vinnie Flynn is just adamant about the need for spiritual communions throughout the day. Like, wh- and exactly what you're saying. How are you carrying out uh, the dying and rising of Jesus Christ, which is the Mass, which is the Eucharist, the uh, the it's the resurrected and crucified flesh of God. How are you carrying that about in the daytime? Like you, you guys said, you know, making little uh, little moments, you know, five, fifteen, twenty minutes to hang out with the Lord. To do that in your home and to have that spiritual communion go on. I think another a great devotion that we was not really part of our life as a kid, um, and that is when you drive by a Catholic church. Um, that you, if you can stop, that you that you stop in, and hopefully the doors yeah. are open and you can get in. But just the practice, and I say I know a lot of priests that do it, and I've started to do it, and that is when you drive by a Catholic church of just making the sign of the cross. I started doing that in high school because my girlfriend did it. Is that right? Uh huh. I went and visited. In fact, probably the one of the best witnesses I ever saw of this when I was just starting out at Bishop Kelly High School, and I was kind of visiting other schools, and I went and visited um, Bishop Carroll uh, High School in Wichita. Oh, yeah, sure. And uh, so I'm, uh, they, they had like this chapel in like the, it was like, a, it was a converted classroom, but it was in the middle of the school, and they intentionally put the chapel in the middle of the school. And so I'm staying there in the hallway with the, with the priest, the chaplain, and, and we're, and I didn't, I didn't know it was a chapel. And so there's all these students walking by, and, and, and almost every student that walked by, they made the sign of the cross. And I was just kind of like, what is, what, what is, you know? And he said, well, that's the chapel. And they, that, they had taught that devotion to their students, that when you walk by the chapel, you're on your way to class, you're moving quick, you can't stop in, but you make the sign of the cross. It's just this acknowledgement of, Jesus, you're, you're there. I know you're Sweet. there. And I, and I love you, and, and yeah, please and love me. Yeah, how big is Bishop Carroll? That's, that's a lot of students. Um, yeah, it's probably, I mean, it's, a, I don't know, a thousand kids or something, yeah. something like that. But I just, I just love that. And so then you can do that in your car. I mean, so we have, you know, thousands of people drive by. Uh, a lot of you out there listening, you probably drive by a Catholic church on your way to different places. Mm-hmm. So the devotion of either stopping and going in for a few minutes or even just making the sign of the cross as you as you go by to say, Lord, I know you're, I know you're there. Yeah. And I love you. Yeah. Can't wait till we father duck leaves and then we can have our chapel back. Out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know that the, the, the person that's going to take the room after me is far more important, but uh, you didn't have to kind of phrase it that, that way. That is oh, true. No, I actually, uh, once you leave, there's a couple of priests coming in to do spiritual direction with some college students. So we're not going to have a chapel until we get Why? a new rectory built. Oh, yeah, really? until we get the new rectory built. Oh. But that, that's what I, I mean. I, I I love having that. But you know, actually, one of the uh, the blessings of having you here this summer is, I I have to go to my my church to spend time with Jesus in the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. I I have to get everything packed up the night before, get it all organized, to put on pants. <laughs> to put a, I, <laughs> I can't just go in like shorts and a t shirt like right on the other side of the wall into my chapel. Mm-hmm. But I have to I have to make a little drive, and that's actually changed a lot of like, I think my uh, kind of my um, Eucharistic devotion this summer mm. because it's it's forced me to to really get prepared the night before and start to think about okay what am I going to do tomorrow morning how is this all going to play out what do I need to put in my my little briefcase 
in order to take with me uh, to hang out with Jesus? And what do I do also not take? Like one of the downsides of, of having, uh, you know, everything on a, quote, phone, which is not really a phone. It's a portable electronic device with storage capacity of all sorts of really cool stuff. Taking that thing is actually a detriment, I think, to making a holy hour and spending time with Jesus. Because you, you go in there and, the it, you know, oh, I forgot my email. Or it goes, bzz, 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 and you're like, oh, I, I need to respond to that. Or I need to make a phone call. Or Father O'Brien is sending me. Uh, you text me when I'm in church all the time. You must be in church all the time. That's why you put well, it on airplane <laughs> mode, or as I call it, chapel mode. Ooh. Hey, Apple. Apple, are you listening? Tim Cook, are you listening? Uh, the priests of this room would like to, uh, our, our iPhones, we would like it to not, not be airplane mode, but chapel mode. Chapel mode. Adoration mode. I'm going to put some tape over my phone <laughs> on that little on that little part. Okay, so we got we just have a few minutes left. What? Uh, adv- just let's give some advice. Advice. Uh, I'll start because I have a, a little bit. Advice of people who want to go to a church and pray. First thing I would say, my my little piece of advice: when you get there, fine, bring your book, bring a rosary, bring all that. But for the first few minutes, let's say five minutes, just don't do anything. Mm. Just be, just just be, right? We are human beings, not human doings, as mm. somebody said once, you know? And so just spend that time. And then, okay, then fine. Then open up. Then work on your homily. Then, you know, pray the rosary. I mean, there's all, there's all kinds of things to sort of do while you're spending time with the Lord in a holy hour or even to, if just for a few minutes. But just to get in there and just and just be. What else? What, what, what other advice would you guys yeah, give? Yeah, just kind of lifting off of that. We don't always have to kind of think about things where we can exhaust ourselves within like we always feel like we have to petition god with with our prayers or like asking him for things you know it's it's a it's it's going off what you said it's just about you know in our, when we're in the presence of our loved ones we don't always have to talk to them we you know we, we can just enjoy being with them and so it's just you know like what saint john vianney said it's i look on the lord he looks on me uh and so you don't have to kind of fill up that time with with stuff with stuff uh, it's just time to to be and lifting your heart and mind to god and just enjoying uh being in his presence in a very special way uh, in his eucharistic presence yeah father carrie what advice would you give One, somebody out there uh, I, I like uh say uh saying um ignatius Loyola's feast day was uh, a couple weeks ago and he has this line when he's teaching people how to pray he says first place yourself in the presence of god aware of his incredible love for you. Hmm. So when you go into any church and you, and you genuflect and you drop yourself in the pew and you kneel down or you sit, remember that. Put yourself in the presence of God, aware of his awesome, incredible love for you. And then as Father O'Brien and uh, Father Ducca just said, take silent time. Don't just like dive into reading the bulletin or dive into opening a book. Put the bulletin away. What I encourage my students to do, because we have Eucharistic Adoration Tuesday through Friday, 8 to 9 a.m. and Confessions, is to read a little bit because that's that, uh, I don't want to use the word tender, but I just did. Uh, It's that kindling that gets the fire going. And so you have to have fuel. You have to have like, uh, and also pray to the Holy Spirit and ask the Holy Spirit to breathe. Because once a fire gets going, it needs needs fuel and it needs oxygen. 
So it needs something to burn. And marshmallows. And marshmallows. <laughs> and it needs something to help combust it. So uh, some spiritual reading, but don't just like read from beginning to end. Mm. Get a pen. Uh, Fulton Sheen says get a, get a pen and a piece of paper and uh, write things down. Uh, Teresa of Avila, she says when she goes to spend her time in, in prayer, so sometimes she'll take the scriptures with her and read them. Other times she'll take images so to evoke things in the mind, like to look at Jesus on the cross, to look at the pelican, which we talked about a few mm, weeks ago, yep. uh, to look at the uh, Da Vinci's Last Supper, you know, to look at these beautiful images that are Eucharistic themed. So then you fill your mind with good stuff, yeah. and then you can meditate on. Amen. John chapter 6, what we've been reading for the past few weeks. and Yeah, bring that with you. Yeah, that's it's a beautiful... Uh, Eucharistic uh, part of the Gospel of John, where you can meditate that on that slowly. If you if you're familiar with Lexio Divina, you can use that to lift your your heart and mind to God. So, long story short, go to church, spend time with the Lord. He wants to love you, and y- your life will be better for it. Indeed, we are the pastors of pain, and Father Robert Duck is here with us as Associate well. Associate pastor of pain, and we're so glad you listened. Uh, tell your friends, tune in on iTunes and Spotify, and Pete ninety four point three at ten thirty on Sundays. Oklahoma Catholic Broadcasting Network, Wednesdays at 3.30. Stop on by and say hi to us at one of our parishes, St. John the Evangelist in Stillwater at the Catholic Student Center, and St. Francis Xavier, 711 North Country Club. God bless you. Have a great week.